0: Welcome to the Double Click Podcast. Today we're talking about finding Christian community. Did you enjoy the uh, late rev on the end of community there? Yeah, it was it was drawn out and dramatic. Uh, for sure. Like so I'm gonna, I want to just end the phrases like that with the long yeah cracking voice sound <laughs> yeah. that's great it's just, wonderful it's
1: still droning in space
0: somewhere look <laughs> <laughs> coffee maker beeps. we're sorry i didn't mean to yell that well we might edit that out we might not but we have this thing that you haven't realized We're we're recording and for whatever reason i forget the timing of my coffee maker to let me know that it's shutting off <laughs> and it just beeps in the middle of this yeah which it all, i'm always i'm always sad when the coffee maker stops creating coffee
1: well you can always just make more coffee
0: yeah, okay. Right on. Anyway. We're back on topic. We apologize. But we do want to talk about this week um, about finding Christian community. Um, and it's not just because we're in a season where a lot of people are, are figuring out how to re-engage. Really, this is something that comes up over and over again. And even for us, within mm-hmm. our uh, spiritual life cycle, I guess is how you'd say it, mm-hmm. within our experience of being in the church over a period of years, you routinely find yourself in a place where you need to find that close group of people, that mm. small group, that Sunday school class, whatever that's going to be. Um, and one thing I think I've learned right out of the bat um, is there has to be this continuous effort on your part. Mm. Like I think before you even get to the big punchline, because there's a little bit when we talk about finding Christian community, we kind of want to test that phrase. But right out of the gate, I think there's one thing I want to acknowledge from the get-go in any close relationship you always feel like you're giving more than you're getting. Mm. Like you always feel like if you're going to be close to somebody and you can look at this in a marriage, a parent child relationship, friend relationships. And there was one period in my life where I realized, like I picked up my phone um, and kind of did a history scroll. This is when I was, before I was married, like, like younger. And I was just curious. I was, I, I had the question in my head of like, okay, so like on Friday and Saturday when I'm going to hang out with friends, are they calling me or am I calling them? Mm. And I remember I went through the phone, and it was like 9 out of 10. I was the person within my group of friends at that time that was like, hey, guys, do you want to da dot, dot? dot? Mm. And I realized at that moment, like, there was this question mark of like, wait, what if these people don't like me? Mm. Like, what if I'm I'm just the last option? But then I realized, you know, they, they keep going to Waffle House with me at 2 in the morning. Right. So so they, they there has to be something That's why there. they're not
1: calling you, because it's, it's 2 in the morning. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's it. But the point was is I had to make the effort. So when we look at this phrase of finding Christian community, we kind of want to attack our own phrase right out of the gate. Because mm-hmm. um, I think one of the things that we get into in our minds when we're trying to find fellow believers to walk through life with for a season that hopefully lead into a couple friendships that are that are lifelong, you know. I mean, really, that's, that's, that's one of the big goals we're looking for, um, is that it's not about finding it, it's about building it. That's right. And so we gotta gotta kind of knock the knock the feet out from under the phrase to start with, and we wanted wanted to do that because it's the mentality, right? We get into an evaluative state where, um, and this also applies when I guess when when people are looking for a church as well. Mm-hmm. Like you walk into the room and all of a sudden you look around, and you're going, "Oh, is that what I want? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, is this mm-hmm. what I want?" You get into a you shopper, start, yeah, right? You start shopping. Yep. Yeah, and that's where um that's where we get off track. Yeah, like I think when we really get to say it, right?
1: Yeah, and I think. Oftentimes, and I've and I've been there. Whether it's you're going to a church or you're a part of a church, and you see these groups, you see these pockets of people uh, that seem to have hit it off, and that seem to be growing, and that seem to be connecting to one another. Um, not saying that it can't be done, but not too often can you just inject yourself into that thing that's that organic thing that's already been going and growing and expect to be at the same level of relationship yeah. um, that those people are at. And so I think too often we we <clears throat> buy this, this, this way of thinking that says, hey, people, I, I can jump in and I can be at this level and I can go. And when we don't, when we get into that group and it, man, we really don't know this person or we feel like the outcast or everybody else has got inside jokes and I don't have them yet well they just they don't care about me or you know or I'm just not meant for this group and so you kind of yeah. back out and oftentimes that can lead to isolation which we've talked about um but I think that it's important to know that um you you can hit it off quick in in a lot of instances but community like you said Matt is is it's built it's not just something that we that we find and can instantly jump into yeah and that's for, and that's very true i
0: mean there's there's a lot of times uh I think I've experienced, and I've been guilty of this, but also on the, on the, on the pastor side, I've seen it on the other side where we almost come in with unfair expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and one of them right off the bat, like that, I, I think we need to release is like we walk into a room with other believers and we get overwhelmed by the number of people. Mm. And there's this expectation in the back of our minds that we're going to be best friends with everybody. Right. And that's just not it. Right. Like, like it is okay in a room full of believers that you have acquaintances, like people mm-hmm. that you know that you just see on a Sunday morning. Um, but what you're really looking for is those few close friends. And the way I've always listed that with people is, Hey, you just want two or three call at three in the morning, go to waffle house, or you yeah. have a problem friends. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's really what your goal is. But in order to do that, you've got to build it. Mm-hmm. And more than that, you got to build it and knock it over. So I think one of the first things you've got to acknowledge, when you walk into the room, um, even if it's a Sunday school class of, like, 12 people, like, you're not going to be best friends with everybody in there, Mm -hmm. you know, even in a small group setting. And so I think that's one of those things we've got to release right out of the gate and put a little bit more pressure on us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other expectation we bring in that's really, like, this one's kind of selfish. Like, it's really a self-centered expectation um, that, that gets twisted because we have a need and desire for community. But our expectation is almost that people can read our minds. Mm. Like we can walk into a room, having done none of the building, spend a few months with people. And I mean, well, this is, this this applies. I mean, if you talk about people that have been married for decades, Mm -hmm. the expectation that you know what the other person desires for you to do at that moment. Like we, we sit there, we walk into the room and one of the common phrases this manifests is in church is when somebody has not attended for a series of weeks, like maybe they're sick, they're on vacation, something happened, and for two or three weeks they immediately go, well, nobody contacted me. Right. right. And, it, and it's this thing where like I'll, I'll have people say that to me, and I'm like, well, who did you contact?
1: Right. Like, when you were here the three weeks before that, can you tell me who wasn't here? Right. And it's really bad when people go into those situations going, Hey, watch this! In a couple of weeks, no one's going to contact me. I mean, some people walk into those situations, oh, man. being that's that tough. guy or that girl, that goes, uh, "Hey, I know they're not going to call me, and I'm going to prove it to myself." Like, don't don't be that person. Don't be that person.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's one of those things, like, because what it does is it builds this mentality of an unquenchable expectation, right? That's right. And and Bob James, our former um, um, associate pastor here, he used to say this phrase. Um, in different situations, when people would be frustrated because people didn't behave or react the way they thought they he thought you know that, that people thought they should, he would say, "Well, people don't know what they don't know." Mm-hmm. And what he meant by that is like we can't have the expectation that people don't know us because we haven't made that effort, right. and we all of a sudden have the expectation when we want to get mad at them when they haven't read our minds. And I remember th- this actually happened a few months ago. I was in a conversation with somebody who um, hadn't been to Sunday school. It was a similar situation, um, and they were a little frustrated with with their, their their Sunday school leader. And me and that Sunday school leader had had some conversation about it on the ministry side already, so I knew the backstory. Well, then this 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 guy contacts me and he's like, "I'm just really frustrated. Maybe I need to find a new class." I said, "Well, tell me what's going on." He goes, "Like, well, I haven't heard a peep from anybody in this class the last few weeks," mm-hmm. and I said can I challenge you on that? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, so you get the weekly class email, right? And he goes, yeah. Did you Did you see it the last two weeks? And he goes, yeah. I said, and didn't your leader call you and leave a message the other week? Well, yeah, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I said, did you call him back? And he goes, well, no, I got busy. And there was another instance where, where somebody had reached out to him, and I just said, okay, now I want you to restate what you said and tell me if there's truth to it. Yeah. Is you haven't heard a peep from everybody, mm-hmm. um, and luckily I was I was trusted enough by that guy to make that push. But my point with that is saying there's a lot of times when we think about Christian community, we don't count things that are actually happening.
1: Right, right, yeah. It's a, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and you you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that uh, it feels more often like we we give more than we get in a relationship and and like you said i think you can look at any relationship that we have whether that's in christian community or relationship with an unbeliever or your spouse or whoever uh and i think one of the things that that comes to this, comes to the front of my mind is that every relationship requires pursuit mm. right like every yep. you can if you're in a relationship and you're not pursuing the other person in that relationship in some regard now that's that's a different type of pursuit if it's your spouse or if it's a relationship with your child or a relationship with someone at church um, but even think about your relationship with the Lord. He's pursuing us, but so that we may pursue Him, that we may right. seek out time with Him. And as you do that, and as you get to know Him, as you get to know the other person, uh, that relationship it bonds and it grows. And so I think that's something that we have to remember. Whether things that it feels like we're we're connecting or we're not connecting, are we are we the ones that are pursuing? Are we expecting the pursuit expectation to be? For everybody else, are we going to take some ownership in that? And and when I say pursue, I don't mean just show up at the life group on Wednesday or the Sunday school class on yes, Sunday at absolutely. 10 a.m. I mean, pursue those people. Call them. Ask them how they're doing. If you're not hearing from anybody, what's stopping you from reaching out to that someone else in your group going, hey, I haven't yeah. heard from you. How are you doing? Um, so be sure that you're also having the expert expectation of pursuit on yourself as well.
0: Yeah, because I think that mentality you know, that you talked about where – you want to be the one, and that speaks to that building community. Like mm-hmm. when you walk into the room, you know, if you're sitting there with your litmus test of perfection of what this needs to be, and also I'll say that internally within each one of us, we also want to want it to, to feel a certain way, right? Yeah. We want to talk about these things. We want to experience this emotion. We want to do this. And when we walk in in a couple of weeks don't feel that, we just go, oh, well, this isn't for me. And if you're doing that, in reality, you're never going to walk
1: into a room that this is for you because you have to build that. Yeah, and I think too too often we have this, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this because I think there are points in my life where I've been guilty of this. We walk into that room or we go into that group and it's, hey, people are going to be looking at me and I want them to, to meet my needs and I want them you know, to serve me. Um, that's not what a group is designed to do. Now, there are elements of, hey, if you're in this fold – we're here to serve you, but really the mentality should be we serve each other. It's not them serving me or me serving them. Yeah. It's it's us serving one another. And I think if we shift our minds to thinking that um, whether it's a Sunday school group or a life group or whatever it may be, it's 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 that community. It's not um, one person being singled out or a leader's one life group leader's responsibility to make phone calls to every single person and oh so and so didn't call me today so i'm not an important part of their group that's a terrible expectation to put on that leader or yeah. other people in your group
0: yeah and i think as you were sitting there talking through this and 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 we're we're really trying to inspire you to take the leap into what's going to feel like an imperfect situation yeah because they're all imperfect right and that's the thing i think there's there's this aspect where um we kind of go to that that extreme that we would go to, like if you have a friend that's a negative influence that causes you to sin, we bring that same litmus test into the imperfect Christian community. And we go, oh, well, they don't have this, this, and this. I just need to get out of here. Instead of actually engaging and going, you know what, I see some positives. I see some things that this room might be able to work on, and I might be able to bring some positive shift into this by me stepping in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where... We're doing a disservice to other groups when we're not willing to step in and invest along with them in pursuing God, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there are there are certain things like and for me, like one that's been really, really challenged in different settings, um, especially in the last few years, like prior to prior to 2020 um, is normally if I walk into a group setting or a small group setting and the conversation goes political. Mm Like I'm out, Mm -hmm. like I'm sitting there, I'm going like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm here to talk about Jesus. I'm not sitting here to talk about how, how Jesus designed your political party to be the best. Right. Right. And so I would sit there and in the last couple of years, I've really been challenged to know like, that's not a bail point. Mm -hmm. What that is, is, Hey, are you going to be able to step in and be able to ask questions in a way that God's yourself mm-hmm. and the group. Yeah, that's right. And so it's a challenge on me and it's a challenge for everybody else, mm-hmm. which when you think about it in that way starts to become a healthy iron sharpening iron that's dynamic, right. That's right. but it takes a lot of effort. And there's times I've left. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty mentally exhausted just from that conversation. Mm-hmm. But a few weeks later it's worth it.
1: Yeah. And I think we've, we've talked about you jumping into something that's already existing like a group or a, or a community of people um, I think oftentimes, too, we find ourselves where, whether we feel like it's the Lord's leading or just the situation that we're in, where you're going, I'm going to step up and I need to lead a group or I need to build a group. And so I think about that, that phrase that we all know, if you build it, they will come, mm. meaning I think some of these same expectations apply to whether you're jumping into something that's already been established or whether you're the the lone wolf that's going out going okay I feel like I need to start a group in my in my neighborhood or whatever um same thing people don't know what they don't know people aren't going to be instant besties maybe it's going to be awkward um the first couple weeks but I think if we continue to go to be obedient to what the Lord's calling us to do and to have like you said to be able to have truth and love like we've talked about on the yeah. podcast yep. and we have those real conversations yeah, it's going to feel like we're giving more than we get. And I think especially at first, if you've ever built a group organically, if you've ever tried to reach out to a friend or a neighbor and say, hey, uh, hey, can you do Wednesdays? No, you can't do Wednesdays. Okay, can you do thir- – okay, we can't do this time. Well, what about child care? If you've gone through all that and you finally land on something, it isn't this harp music playing, like everything just lines up. It's, it's yep. work. And so, um, again, but you have to work on building it. And I think once you start to build – and once you all kind of remove those those unrealistic expectations um that community starts to be forged and then i think other people see that and want to be a part of it and before you know it you know through god's grace you have a you have a group and a community of people who want to love and serve one another
0: yeah absolutely and and i think that's one of those dynamics where when you see a void you know and i think i mentioned this last time because one of the churches i'm involved at um actually The other Sunday, one of the elders was teaching and he pointed out, he said, hey, if you're going to come up to me or any of the other elders and you're going to say, why don't we do this? I'm telling you now, we're going to say, good, do you want to lead it? Mm. (laughs) You know, and I think there's a lot of times, like I've gone years in a church where about every month I get a comment of, hey, where, why don't we have a group for this? And it's the same three or four people. And I've started to get to the point where like, well, it's because you haven't stepped up to lead it yet. You know, like if if you're recognizing that gap, and I think that's one of the things, like like we're kind of talking about here. If you're stepping into a situation where you're feeling the void of something that's not there, it's time to start building it. Yeah, like like that's one of those where we could get into, and we'll probably do it on another podcast. Is is how do you know when the Holy Spirit's guiding you to do something? Mm-hmm. If it keeps coming back and keeps coming back, and your heart's broken over it, and the outplay of that is number one, it's it's agrees with scripture, but also it benefits the kingdom. Yeah. Like you're almost checking every box of, Hey, maybe the Holy spirit's guiding you to do something. And so I think that's where, you know, if you want to take that leap and we, we talked about this, I think a few months ago on how do you start a group? Mm -hmm. Like there's a reality to where you're going to ask more people who say no than say yes. Mm -hmm. And you, and you got to be okay with that. Like you have to sit there and mentally understand like, Hey, I can't take this as a personal kick right I've got to understand that I am making the difficult steps of laying the foundation and I think that's just it when you're talking about building community one of the hardest steps is laying the foundation whether you're starting from scratch or you're walking into a room with a bunch of people you don't know you've got to lay the foundation and getting over that initial startup is really really tough right so as we're winding down, we just want to want to remind you, we want to inspire you, uh, we want to prayerfully just ask you to really evaluate within your life, are you shopping for Christian community or are you willing to build Christian community? Because the real way you find it is by building it. And so if you're out there, you don't have that connection, or maybe you already have a group of people you're connected with and you just realized this morning, you know what, I need to be more active in building this community. So you're going to take some steps this week. You're going to reach out. You're going to call somebody you haven't seen. We hope that this was helpful, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week.